Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, uh, where we watch Blizzard and their games, because that is the purpose of the show. It's in the name and everything. I'm Matt. I'm your host. With me this week are just two, oh, just so you guys don't even know, co-hosts. Um, first up, she does practically everything, and today she literally has done everything. Uh, Ann Stickney. Ann, it, it's patch 7.2. You, you going crazy or what? 7.3. See, I keep doing it. I keep doing it. Seven point three. I I don't want to believe it. It's just too much. I can't handle it. I'm losing my mind. I've gotten. I I I logged on very briefly when the servers came up to check and see that the servers were in fact online, and they were. So then I did like the first tiny little section. I did like I think like three or four quests or something. I don't know. I have to go. I have to go adventuring with Teralion when I log back on eventually, which will be. Much later today, because <laughs> I got plenty of other things to do. But I gotta say, though, it's okay though that... because we're on Argus, and I'm really happy. That was kind of one of the smoother big patch launches they've had. I in was a while. expecting. I thought that it was supposed to be down like most of the day, and it was. Yeah, not. I didn't think it would be up. I didn't think it, it would be up till like now, and it was it up at, like at what eleven for like another two hours. I thought. So props to the server techs for that one because uh, that was smooth as anything man that was really amazing um sorry i should let you introduce the other person who is speaking yeah well he introduced himself it's fine uh also with us this week he's usually here and he thinks so much it's constantly going on shadow priests everything mitch's brain is a confusing whirlwind and here he is mitch 7.3 see i got the patch right this time talk about 7.3 a little it's got a lot of demons um, if I don't know what you were expecting, if that surprises you, but it has a lot of demons. Um, yes, it's many, also many it's, it's on Argus, which is not Azeroth. That's another thing that probably shouldn't surprise you, but you know, maybe you've been in the dark, like totally. Um, it's also it's giant. It, it there is so much to explore and do, and it feels like a, a mini expansion launch. To be honest, you got to play some today, right? Yeah, I haven't done all of the quests, but I've done enough to get the world quests unlocked. Okay. I actually wanted to ask you something non-quest related, though, um, because you talked about it on Twitter, and I butted into a conversation because that's what I do. But you talked about Shadowform on Twitter, and I would yeah. to get your thoughts on it now because it's live. You've gotten to play with it. What are your thoughts? Um, Shadowform itself, uh, it... It has like a weird kind of shimmer to it that doesn't really feel shadowy. It feels more like Blizzard was trying to really outline the fact that it's purple. Um, like it does have shadows coming off of it or like purple flames, which I really like. But there's like a a too prevalent shimmer to it that's not my favorite. But uh, outside of that, out by it. outside of that, Void Form uh, looks awesome. And like I love every single one of the new spell cast animations it's just shadow form the base shadow form itself is kind of it i don't know it's i think they had weird. the version i think they had a version of this like something kind of close to this in the alpha or beta maybe and i i don't know um it just it yeah it does look weird especially like if you're you know watching the stream live right now i'm running and like part of my robes look really weird when i run to the side like there's not a texture to them i have a glyph i have a glyph on my priest Speaking of which, I'm leveling my priest now. Hey, hey, yeah. leveling your shadow. Hey, anyway, um, she has the glyph that supposedly makes shadow form like a little bit transparent. The one that you told me about. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't tried that with the new. Okay, patch. I have that glyph on, and it looks like 
you know um, the outline mode for various items and things like that? It almost yeah. looks like it almost looks like she's in outline mode right now with a purple overlay. It's very strange looking. I'm not okay, sure how I, I feel that's about actually, it. Yeah, and that's sort of like the other shadow form has that outline-ish quality to it. Like it's darker, you know, on the inside parts, but like it does have that outline quality to it around the edges. And it's just, like I said, I love everything else, like the spellcasting animations. I I think I wrote a post about this like a year or two ago that I wanted new casting animations or uh, new spell visuals for Shadow, and we finally got them. So I'm really happy about that, and they're really cool. It's just Shadow form itself is kind of, it's weird. Okay, before we get too involved in patch 7.3, because there's a lot to talk about there, there are top stories to be talked about, so we should probably move on to talking about some of them first. Um, the first one isn't really a Blizzard thing, but it's on the Blizzard launcher, and it's kind of interrelated, and it's cool, so we should probably talk about that. The Destiny 2 beta is live today, I believe? It's today, right? I know The, the open, early open access beta is live yesterday. today. Early access was yesterday. Yep. Yeah. And uh, I haven't gotten to do anything with it, but um, I know Mitch, was you were playing it yesterday, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's it's so. cool. It's uh, you know, like you said, not technically Blizzard, but it is Activision, which is you know Activision Blizzard, um, and it's open beta today and I believe tomorrow. And I think with the PS4 and the Xbox launches, they extended it too, so there's a chance that'll happen. Um, but it's cool. There's like three major classes, and they're somewhat equivalent to like this is the clothy class, this is the you know male slash leather class, and then like the plate class. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I went with the Warlock, which is the cloth class and it, it has, you can get blink. It's called a Warlock and it also uses void energy if you want to. So I thought that was kind of funny. So it's basically but, everything you've ever wanted to play at once. Yeah. You can also get a flaming sword, which is awesome. So, so yeah. this is just running for a few days. Yeah. And there's, there's a little, um, it's not super long, but like kind of an intro to the story. And then once you finish the intro to kind of give you an idea of what, you know, the single, well, not single player, but like campaign-ish stuff is going to be like. Um, after that, the only stuff that's on beta right now is um, there's three different modes. Two of them are like PvP modes, and one of them is like you're grouped with friends against a boss. I think I haven't done that one yet, but it's not like you're not playing the story outside of the little intro experience. So it's so- sort of dungeon and then some PvP? Um... Yeah, it's not even like dungeon. Yeah, the the one mode is kind of dungeony. The intro experience is not really dungeony, but yeah, yeah, I've just spent the modes. Okay, that's so cool. for people yeah. people wondering why Destiny Two is showing up on your Blizzard launcher, it's because well, Blizzard is Activision Blizzard, so um, Activision when they were putting together Destiny Two, they decided to go ahead and utilize the Battle.net social system. So basically, if you've got friends that are playing Destiny 2 on PC, they can talk to you in World of Warcraft, just like how you can talk to somebody in who's playing Diablo if you're playing World of Warcraft. It doesn't matter. Um, they just decided to kind of connect those things through Battle.net. Um, Blizzard's got nothing to do with the title. It's just on their launcher and using their chat system type thing. And you can use the WoW token slash Battle.net balance mm-hmm. thing, which is why it's skyrocketed to above 160,000 gold right now. Yep. <laughs> I'm waiting for two, if it goes up to 200,000 gold, I'm going to come up it, with a way to buy it. It peaked at like 166 and a half last night, and now it's 164, so I don't know if it's going to go up any higher I wonder, yet. It I, I, probably will when Destiny releases. I was going to say, I think when they announced that this whole thing was happening, the token like ballooned to, what was it, like 180-something for a little while? Very briefly, I, and then I it came back down. I don't think it was down. that high. I think it. I think it came close to 160 though at one point. 
I don't remember. All I know is I remember I bought a token because I was like, heck yeah, I'm going to go ahead and cash in on that while I can. <laughs> and called it good. Yeah. And I, I'm like, why did I do that? Because now I have more gold than I know what to do with. However, there's a lot of stuff to spend that gold on in the latest patch. But <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> yeah, We should also mention, while we're talking about that kind of thing, the Overwatch patch has got notes now for death. Is Deathmatch Live, you said? So, yeah, what's going on with the patch as far as the patch is concerned? We've got the new game modes. Game modes there's Deathmatch and Team Deathmatch. Um, and both, Castle, of those, yeah. both of those are available on arcade mode, just on arcade mode. You can play Deathmatch on a selection of maps from the existing pools. And then there's the new Deathmatch map, which is Chateau... I'm going to mess up the last name. Guillard? <laughs> Is it I think Guillard? it's yeah, Guillard, yeah. Guillard, Guillard. You would know. barely pronounce the it, so be is Guillard. It, is it Gillard? Gillard? But I don't no, know. No, it's not Gillard. <laughs> <laughs> it's either Guillard or, or it's either Guillard or Guillard. So before Widowmaker got married to uh, Gerard Lacroix, she uh, her last name was Guillard, and this was her home that she grew up in. Um, so there's a bunch of like probably little lore tidbits hidden around the map, and you should go check it out. Even if you don't play the deathmatch, you should go check it out. You can check it out with like custom game mode, I think, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, you can. I'm. Do you know if season six started today? I know it's starting soon. I don't know if it started today though with the patch. Um, I'm not sure if it actually started today or not. Or if season five ended rather. I don't think season. Six oh, started. I think season. I think season five is over. I don't know if season six has started yet. Okay. Um, keep One in mind two. though. You may want, for, for Overwatch players, you may want to go check out these patch notes because there is a ton of bug fixes in here. Like, a ton of bug fixes to the hero, to the maps, and also to the UI. Um, so you may want to just go ahead and read through those and see if any of those are applicable to how you play the game or stuff that you do with the game, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. The reason I asked about competitive is because season six is making uh, some decent changes to the game too, and I don't. I think that went live after the podcast last week. Yeah, um, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. So they're doing it. Uh, seasons are going to be every two months now instead of every three months, and they're also rewarding oh yeah, the more competitive, competitive play points. changes went in place. Went in place with this okay. patch. It says that the length of competitive play seasons it's been reduced to two months, formerly three. Like there, there's a bunch of that yeah. that has been there, addressed. There's a in whole this patch. developer update on that, um, but basically, shorter seasons, more points per win, and a couple other things. Uh, better, I think, like matchmaking uh, for skill rating, or better approximation of your skill rating, ideally. Yes, yes, a bunch of that went live, and that that's all in the patch notes. Um, for play for people who focus on mercy, the mercy changes that are coming, those are not live. They did not go oh. live with this patch. Um, they aren't listed in the, the patch notes cool. anyway, so I don't think that her overhaul is in this patch. I think her overhaul is still being tested on the PTR at this point, um, unless they just omitted her from the patch notes entirely, which makes no sense because <laughs> they're making so many changes to Mercy right now. <laughs> I mean, they're getting rid of the mass res. <laughs> She's got a different thing altogether. Have you played with her at all? I haven't. There's been so much going on. Okay. Um, I was just curious because th they've kind of changed what her ultimate does pretty much. Um, Doesn't she like fly around a lot faster? Yeah, she gets Valkyr. Uh, Valkyr, or not Valkyr, Valkyrie. I'm still stuck on WoW. <laughs> anyway, she gets Valkyrie. So instead of the mass res, she can actually like 
fly herself. She can actually like hop up in the air and fly of her own volition. She doesn't have to be tethered to anybody because you know if you tether her to like Farah or one of the other flying characters, she'll fly along after them. Um, that's not her flying on her own volition. She's just tethered with that character. Uh, Valkyrie will actually let her like shoot up in the air and fly around for a little bit. Her res, she has a limited res now. She can res one person at a time and it's got like a cooldown on it. So yeah, all of those beautiful, beautiful memes of, you know, that last second mercy mass res and then everybody murders everybody else. They're no longer relevant or they're no longer going to be relevant. (laughs) Which makes me sad. <laughs> well, those were quite the turnarounds in longer games that were in overtime. I know, but they were so cool when they went off. Like, it was so cool when they, it went it, off it and was. actually played successfully, you know. Um, so I'm a little bit sad that that's going away, but I'm also kind of fascinated to see how the new Ultimate works out for people and whether or not it's better in the long run for Mercy or not. People seem to be loving it. Yeah. Well, I've seen mixed. I've seen mixed reviews. There are people that are totally loving it. And then there are people who are like, but I really like the mass res. You know, it's like, well, the mass there's also people, there's also people who argue it's the, the new one is that they, I think it was Joe, actually, uh, Joe Perez was saying that he understands why they changed the, the, the meta, why they made it not, you know, the ultimate shouldn't be the mass res, but making her fly around and kill people is a little not really she's, she's thematically oriented. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's like... not really a combat person so much as she is a healer, but they are kind of giving her a little bit more of a combat role. I don't know. I don't know. It's an interesting I think it's direction. Fun to kill people, it's mercy. Yeah. And it's an interesting direction to go with her. But yeah, that is not live with this patch, um, unless they just omitted a giant chunk of these patch notes. <laughs> I don't think Jeff from think... the Overwatch team would ever allow that to happen. No, he would not. <laughs> Uh, I think we've got like one more news thing to talk about, yeah? Yes, we do. Yes, perhaps. And unfortunately, my web browser the just crashed. Hero, so. The Heroes BTR, right? Thank you, Yeah, yes. Kel'Thuzad's on the yeah. BTR? Kel'Thuzad, not Nerezul. Why did I say Nerezul? <laughs> I'm They're having such a day. undead people, you know. Um, yeah, Kel'Thuzad is freaking awesome. I I played him in, you know, I, you have to play the three matches on the PTR, and I still haven't done that. But I did play him in the try mode just to see, like how it felt and if it was as cool as it looked in the promo video, because sometimes it's not as cool as the promo video. It's still cool, but not as cool. It's as cool as the promo video. He's he's awesome. Um, his talents are really cool. His chain thingy works slightly differently than I expected, and it's it's really cool. Okay, but um, I have a really important question for you. Keep saying cool. What? I have a really important question for you, because I know that in the uh, developer preview video, they were showing the different skins and things, and with one of them... Mr. Bigglesworth was there, and he, like, hopped into Kel'Thuzad's robes. Yeah, so apparently that's part of his dance. Oh, like really? If, if you dance, that's where Mr. Bigglesworth comes out. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's not something that's going to follow him around on the map, but Mr. Bigglesworth will appear when you dance. I was wondering hopped- if it was something they just put in the video to put in the video, or if it, Mr. Bigglesworth actually did show up in-game if you did something in particular. Oh, so. yeah, he'll show up. Good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he he can slow the crap out of people, like... He's he's built around slowing other heroes down and like disrupting the enemy team and it just his his abilities work really well together. Um, it actually feels a little strong right now because he can just kind of he can chain freeze slow ch- chain literally chain, um, but it's it's awesome and he can also do some decent burst. Like 
I don't know. He's he's what I had hoped for. I'm I'm very happy with him, and I can't wait until he actually is live because I'll play the crap out of Heroes. And they're doing like a series of they're doing a series of videos that basically like are kind of like yeah. behind the scenes of the development of the character and that kind of thing. Too, yeah, right? it's think, like a four part series. I think it's five parts. They have two parts out already. I don't know if it's daily unlocking. I think it might be. It, it's I not know gonna, that they just released part two unlocked. today. Yeah, but and part one was yesterday, so. They is might it, slow things down, but I think it's just a daily unlock. It's just something that they're going to do this week. Now, since Kelsazad is on the PTR, that means that it's probably going to be like one or two weeks, and then we'll see him live? I would imagine he'll be on there for a week. Um, okay. Yeah. And um, it's also, his release is like, they're doing another event, like the Call of Kelsazad event. So there's going to be, there's various quests within the game to like... Play a match with Kel'Thuzad on your team. Uh, do something else as Kel'Thuzad. I don't know off the top of my head exactly, but stuff like that. And I think there's like four or five quests, and you'll get um, like portrait rewards, sprays, and stuff like that for basically celebrating. Do you get any Kel'th- skins or mounts, or is it just like the sprays I and don't the banners and stuff? I don't think it's skins or mounts, no. Okay, so it's like sprays, the Illidan mount? I don't know where that comes from. The um, Illidan mount. You mean the one that people are giving away all over the place on yeah. Twitter right now? That one yeah. was a Gamescom exclusive, I think. Aww. Oh, it was? Okay. Cause, yeah, because yeah, a lot of the people enough. that I'm like, a lot of the giveaways that I've noticed online, people are doing giveaways of these mounts. They're like, retweet or whatever. And they've got a little card and they said, oh, look what I found at Gamescom. I'm like, oh, okay. So this must have been just okay. a Gamescom thing. I, I wasn't sure if it was Gamescom exclusive. I did see, you know, people only like getting it through the giveaways but i don't know if it's necessarily going to come to the game later or if it will actually be a gamescom exclusive but or maybe um, they'll have it over at blizzcon too yeah maybe it's just a convention exclusive yeah who knows um but that's not you know a reward or anything it's just amount that's added to the game and kind of hard to get right now all right okay uh well that leaves us with one story and it's kind of the biggest biggest one (laughs) yeah so we should just jump right into this. It's patch 7.3. If you're listening to us live, it's on right now, and I can't imagine why you're here. You must be, like, tired. I understand. It's a lot. You're taking a break. There's it's cool. a lot Thank of Burning you. Legion to yeah. wade through. Um, or or you're like me, and you know somebody's like, we're going to play together, so don't get on until I get there. And and you're, like, sitting here. It's, it's kind of, for me, it's like, this is literally the patch equivalent of, of a Netflix show that you've wanted to watch for months. <laughs> and you, you're like, this... we're going to watch it together, so you can't watch it. You can't get ahead of me or nothing. Watch it together, right? This is what yes. you get for having love in your life. <laughs> yes, I, I pay for it. I pay for it with not being able to go. I, I guess I could log on an alt. I could play an alt. Oh, my God. Ross is done with the show. <laughs> I'll talk to you guys later anyway. No, uh, so, yeah, patch 7.3. Uh, a lot to talk about. Um, we've talked about it before to some degree, but to start with, I'm going to let you guys go nuts on what you want to talk about, and then I'll jump in with my, you know, bitter end. I want to talk about that spoiler Anne doesn't want to hear about. Yeah, well, I don't want to hear about any spoilers, and I don't think that we should be <laughs> throwing them out there as of yet no. because the patch just came out. But for people that are wondering, there is a... It, you can't access all of the content immediately. In 7.3, there is an unlock schedule, but it's only like a three-week unlock schedule. So this week, you'll get the first two story chapters on Argus. You'll be able to open up world quests in both Crocoon and the Antoran Wastes. And then you also get reputation for the new faction for the Army of the Light. And um, there are also emissaries that have been added to the game for that rep. So you'll yeah, be able the, to complete the world quests for that. Yeah, the emissaries today are actually... 
Yeah. Or an Army of the Light. So Yeah, you'll get to uh, complete World Quest for that. And then week two, next week, you'll get the next two story chapters. And you'll also be able to unlock Makari, which is like the third zone available. Um, and with that, you'll get more World Quests in that area. And that also opens up Invasion Points. And Invasion Points are very much like Diablo Rifts in World of Warcraft. <laughs> you go in... You're going through invasion points to other worlds that the Legion has traveled to and is trying to conquer, and you're basically there to put a stop to that. So and, yeah, that one thing we should mention, awesome. we, we should also mention there are two types of of invasion points. Yeah, there's there's lessers, lesser and greater. Yeah, uh, and the, lessers are like in just described perfectly. Greaters are essentially the world boss. Yeah, of the week, and there's one greater rift a week. Yep, and they're massive. Um, you with can... the lesser invasion points, you probably don't want to go in there and try and solo those on your own. Um, I tried. It did not end <laughs> well for me. Um, I got the first part of the scenario done, and then I got to the second part, and it was like, here's a little bar. You need to fill this little bar. I'm like, oh, okay. And then I go and spend, like, you know, five minutes killing an elite mob by myself, which I managed to do, but it filled my bar by, like, 1%, at which point I went, wow, I'm going to be here forever. <laughs> I should have more people with me. So, yeah, these are things that you probably want to tackle with at least, like, a couple other people with you. If you have the World Quest group finder thing, you should be able to find people that are doing these things. Um, week three is the final week and that's where the final story chapter on Argus is unlocked and that's going to be shorter than the previous two weeks but it also unlocks some other stuff including the Netherlight Crucible which is a new kind of upgrade thing system sort of thing and it'll also unlock the new five man dungeon which is Seat of the Triumvirate and I can't wait to get in there <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Seat of the, the Triumvirate is pretty cool. I did it yeah. a couple of times on the BTR. I, I never got a chance to do I it never, on the BTR. Yeah, I never tried it. And, um, yeah, I actually, like, Rossi, you wrote a lot of spoilery, like, dialogue posts. So I did see some of the dialogue, but I didn't really do the chapter, like, story stuff in-game, which I know Anne did. Um, but all of this is, like, new to me, and it's just, it's awesome. There's like, a lot it, of it. There's, yeah. there's a lot of new lore to kind of absorb here. And the zones are all gigantic. It's like we've just been given three brand new leveling zones worth of material. It's insane. Um, yeah. Do you remember the Suramar campaign? Imagine if you got the Suramar campaign three times. Yeah. It's kind of like yep. that. Um, the other thing to note, there's also a whole bunch of new mounts and pets that have been added. And if people are into the whole pet battling thing, there's a new pet battle dungeon out there in Nomragon. And it's got his own rewards and new pets. And yeah, there's a lot going on. There's just a lot going on with this battle. Yeah, I, I had to do the, the summary post, like the, you know, everything you should know. And I started writing it. And I was like, okay, there's this and this and this and this. Oh my god, this patch is huge. Like there's <laughs> so, so much, much. stuff. <laughs> uh there is yes, uh Raptor in the chat channel said, Isn't there a raid as well? Yes, there is. There's Antorus the Burning Throne, but that one is not actually launching immediately. That one we've got some time before we actually see yeah. it released. Right. October, it's, I think. October, November ish. Yeah, October, it's very much like it's much like the Tumasar Garrus where it doesn't unlock just because you finished the the uh, unlock stuff, it unlocks on its own schedule. And yeah, it will be. Yeah, so your tomb is still the top raid right now, and probably will be. And for keep in a mind too, if you're trying to get your ahead of the curve achievements for Tomb of Sargeras, you can still get those up until Antorus comes out. So you've got some time to get those knocked out if you need to get those knocked out. Yep. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, there is a raid, um, which, whoo boy, um, when you do that raid, pay it's attention. It's way down the line, <laughs> but there's yeah. so much in it. Anyway. Yeah. Um, that's just kind of like a brief overview, and there's a bunch of stuff that I haven't even mentioned. Um, this patch is gigantic, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it's it's extremely large. Um, I'm gonna just these are this isn't spoiler stuff. I'm not gonna talk too much about it, but when you do the trium the seat of the triumvirate in a couple of weeks, um, hopefully they they paid attention on the PTR. Uh, do you guys remember when we were doing like beta streams and we ran a couple of dungeons? In one dungeon, we ran was Violet Hold. Oh, Violet yeah. Hold was so bad. The yeah, last boss, horrible. the last boss in Seed of the Triumvirate had a potential to do that kind of thing to groups. It was, it was overtuned. It Jeez. was extremely overtuned. So I'm hoping they've got it tuned back. But it, it, overall, Seed of the Triumvirate's a lot of fun. Uh, I didn't get to do any raid encounters. I don't know anything about those. But yeah, that, this might be the, the best five man they've done in a long time. If you look at the boss list for the raid encounters, you know you're going to see some big names in there. I, I don't, I don't know if you count that as a spoiler or not, but there's yes. the raid's going to have some major, major stuff. Let's let's just kind of avoid that subject for right now, because like I said, no, I, I mean, doesn't like even if, come out for several if months. If they go in game, yeah. like it's it's in game, it's in the dungeon journal right now. Yeah, so if you the open that, journal, you can go look it up if you want to, if you're interested in that yeah. information. But um. It's that's all material. Like I said, it doesn't come out for like a couple of months at least. So honestly, I'm gonna, I, I, we should move on to emails and stuff. But I want to say this uh, in terms of 7.3. I, I know I complained about it at the time that the when you did 7.2, um, you, you did the opening. You, you saw the bit where they were attacking and you went through the scenario and then you started doing the quest. And it kind of felt like that's it. You kind of had a moment of that. That's that's all we're doing. It's just now we just repeat this. Yeah, you do not get that this time it felt nope. it felt with 7.2 it felt a little bit like we were robbed of the whole urgency of the situation almost because a lot of those side quests and things that we had they didn't really feel like they had carried any weight particularly ones where it was like cadgar going hey can you dig these pieces out of the dirt for me because i dropped them i was gonna <laughs> give my girlfriend a nice present but yeah. you know it, um, it just, real... it, they felt kind of like they felt kind of like haha funny side sort of stuff so much not so much the whole hey this is a dire situation and maybe we should be focused on this thing 7.3 is all about hey this is a dire situation and we really yeah. need to knock this stuff out um, um just to someone in chat said isn't the no mergen things just a trainer and on a dungeon yeah that was uh my mistake i thought it was a, a full dungeon it is a single pet battle trainer with three mechanical pets who can reward Dibbler, which is, I believe, also a mechanical pet. But it's not a full dungeon. It's oh, okay. just a new trainer. All right. Inside Nomergon. See, this is what I get for reading your stuff, Mitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need to go back and correct that later. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I was really excited. I'm like, oh, cool. Another I thing was for too. me to try out. <laughs> Perhaps you were too excited, young I man. will find a way to blame someone else, so... Okay. But uh, should there's, we probably uh should we move on to talking about emails now at this point? I don't know. Yeah, I you think guys... we I think we covered everything else. By the yeah. time people listen to this on the website, they'll be like hip they'll deep be in, in seven point yeah. three content anyway, so we're fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I could gush about it all week, but I'm, we're gonna stop ourselves. So uh if you have an email for the podcast, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch dot com and put podcast or blizzard watch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Um, if you can, try and keep your emails 
you know, on the shorter side so Anne can read them because Anne reads them for us as she's going to do for us now. And it's nice if she can get through them quickly. Uh, Anne, if you don't mind. Okay, first email is from Lomshank. Lomshank? Lomshank, a blood elf hunter who says, Hello, watchers. With the Lich King seeming to stir up trouble, many predict a new expansion focused around him. Problem is, we already went to Northrend. Surely Blizzard wouldn't build an entire expansion around zones we've already been in for max level content. If the Lich King were to be an expansion of Villain again, how do you think Blizzard would handle such a problem? Thanks, Lomshank. Well, um, I need to point at Cataclysm because that's pretty much all Cataclysm was. We went to places that we'd been before. There were new zones. There were new zones, and they were just kind of like um, shoveled in among all of the zones we had already seen before, I guess. So, I don't know. How do you guys think Blizzard would handle that kind of problem? Do you guys even think we're going to see the Lich King in like a new expansion? If the next uh, expansion has him, then the next expansion is going to have him as one of many things to deal with. Yeah. I don't think that's... he'll be the main villain if he's the next guy. Uh, I definitely feel like we're getting old gods and... Some of the hints we've seen seem to hint at we're going someplace that's definitely not Northrend. Um, there, I don't want to get spoilery, but we've seen hints that indicate a different direction. Let me put it that way. If if they do the Lich King though in something, I I don't really know how they would do it because I don't think they really want to do another Cataclysm where they like revamp old zones. Um, so that's actually a good question. I don't know if he would like he could always. It could be like, oh, hey, there's this other island that we always knew was here but never went to. And Oh, no, no, it's, it's way easier than that, dude. It's close to Northrend, and he's sending no. the undead there. So let's stop Not him. E- no, it's, it's much easier than that. When you do uh, Trial of the Crusader and he blows up the floor, what does he say to you? All right. The Nerubian Empire. My empire. Yeah. So he could, he could totally oh, do, like, you could do multiple zones in the Nerubian zone with him. We'd his go underground. We'd be we underground get the a lot. Thing that we wanted, uh, that they almost did in Wrath, but didn't do in Wrath. Oh, yeah, okay. You, that would be cool. You could I didn't totally even think that. about that, man. Yeah. You would, you would just do the Under Kingdom and do the whole thing underground. If you wanted to do purely the Lich King-focused expansion, you could do it that way pretty easily. I mean, because, and you could even have it, although it gets kind of close to what they kind of did when, with Karazhan, with the inverted Karazhan five-man, but you could totally do the under-ICC and, you know, everything that's below it. Because they, well, they even hit I mean, it. There's, there's quests that have you go on, like into the areas underneath ICC. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. You could totally start, you start off under-ICC, go down, and follow the Lich King's trail through all these, you know, zones underground. Maybe we'd Wouldn't see Creepy Ghost Kid again. That'd be cool. <laughs> oh, you again? Yes, I'm, now I'm Creepy Ghost Adolescent. <laughs> My Ghosts horse do is age. Dead. That's a thing. My horse is dead. Did you know that? It's real annoying. I'm sad. <laughs> yes, I know your horse is dead because I'm riding him around. Thanks. <laughs> Eventually, you bring him back from the dead and you stick wings on him for no good reason. That was one um, of my favorite quests in Ice Crown, honestly, was that entire chain with the creepy ghost kid. Ugh, I loved that chain. I don't know who wrote that chain, but they should have cookies all the time. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you can easily good. do that. I, I honestly, though, I think that if the next expansion isn't old gods and water fun, I'm not going to say the word sports there. But uh, if it's not old gods and water fun, I will be extremely surprised. And um, I am expecting certain places that haven't been seen in a while to make an appearance. If we don't see Ashara, I'm going to be vexed. I'm just saying, I'm going to be very vexed. I, I really want to see Ashara. Come on, it's time. 
and not the kind yeah, of time I, where we throw Mitch in a pool. It's just time. Entire expansion is going into a pool. I wasn't going to say anything. Entire expansion is getting in the pool. But no, I think there's going to be some Jaina. There's going to be some old gods. There's going to be some stuff. I mean, I think that's where we're going. If the Lich King is involved, he'll be involved tangentially, uh, either opposing the you know old gods or playing his own agenda. I seriously, I think that I think that if they're going to bring the Lich King back, they should do it as its own expansion. Because when yeah. I'm thinking about it here, I'm like, oh man, that would be cool if there was the whole underground, like we go into the whole Nerubian kingdom, yeah, and and all of that, and then maybe we could like even bring in Undermine at that point. I don't know why, just because Undermine's underground. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just deal with a bunch of places that are underground. I, bring I really want, underground. I want to see. I want to <laughs> see Undermine. I, I want to see what that place looks like. Ever since somebody suggested it should be like Goblin Vegas, I'm like, yeah, that needs to happen. <laughs> that place needs to happen in WoW, please. And thank you. Um, anyway, thank you for the question, Lomshank. Uh, next email is from Alessander, who says, Do you think there will be a mini event thrown at us to fill the end of Legion? Something like the fight to retake Nomergon or Echo Isles that isn't really a part of the big expansion story? What loose ends might you like to see? What do you guys think? I don't know. I, when, I don't know what exactly they mean by it that isn't part of the big expansion story. Um, like, I, I think if we do something, I think it will tie into the next expansion. Or, yeah, I think it will tie into the next expansion. I well, don't think they like, would just do... The, when Alessandra pointed it out, at Nomergon and Echo Isles, they didn't really have anything to do with the, like, storyline that we were going to see eventually. Although I guess yeah. Echo Isles did kind of, because it set up Vol'jin for what we eventually saw in Miss of Pandaria. Um but yeah. at the same time, it's like they they were kind of like side things, like little side areas, and they were they were places and events that needed to be tied up, but didn't necessarily fit in any expansion kind of time frame thing. Like people really wanted to get Nomergon back, and people really wanted to see the Echo Isles get taken back again. Um, it, those were both places that had been under siege since vanilla and we'd never done anything to address them so it was kind of nice that we got to go and actually do something with it even though the gnomes didn't actually get like the entirety of gnomergon but they start there now instead of starting in iron forge which is great because they have like their own starting area um anyway i don't know what do you guys trying to think of i'm trying to think of like unfinished stuff i i wouldn't mind um you know, even as a horde player, I wouldn't mind something where like the alliance retakes Gilneas, and that could tie into potential stuff that we've seen. Maybe that's you know maybe the next expansion. Um, it like you could use that as a major seaport in the Eastern Kingdoms, and it would give us a reason to actually have alliance go there and you know have the zone mean something. I think that would be cool. I don't think they're going to because they've done so many different story plot threads during Legion that like adding more onto that if it doesn't tie into the next expansion, it's just kind of, it's going to leave a lot of loose threads. Um, but I think it would be cool to see the sort of Gilneas take back. Rossi, what would I, you like? Well, I I am really dubious of the idea that they're going to do something that doesn't have anything to do with, with all the demon stuff and isn't the next expansion, just because it feels like we're on a very strong train ride straight to the end of Legion, and then we're going to hop on to whatever the next thing is. That being said, there's lots of stuff I'd like to see. Um, I want to see Odin take his day trip to Alduar. Uh, you know, finally, give me something with Odin that doesn't make me want to rip my hair out of my head. Uh, that would be nice. Four five, Odin's night out. Yeah, like seriously, <laughs> they've been talking about Odin going back to Alduar, and 
I want them to do that because I want to set up the eventual expansion where Odin goes crazy and we have to kill him. Oh, thank God. Because yes. I want that expansion to happen so I can kill him. Um, but more importantly, you know, they, he mentioned doing it. And I'd like to see it. It would be a nice little thing. And you, maybe he goes there and there's still some old God stuff to deal with. So you get like a little mini boss thing and you get some neat little loot out of it. Just just some nice side thing. That could be fun. Kind of like the uh, the red, the, not the, yeah, the Ruby Dragon Shrine in uh, Wrath. Just a little mini thing to throw at us just to tie this over. That could be kind of nice. I would love to see Stromgard get retaken since the Nath Trollbane literally has nothing to do now. He's just sitting around doing nothing. Like, you know, go take your home back already. It's been waiting for you for 11 years. Not 11 years. 13 years. It's been go, waiting go for you. Go get to it, Danath. Come on. Go. We found, you know, we we found you 10 years ago because that was 2007 was when when uh Burning Crusade launched. So you've been you've known about it for 10 years. Go get your home back. Go ahead. Just the horde don't care. In fact, you could give the horde quests to raid it once he's got it. So win-win. They horde get some more quests, alliance get Stromgard back, and I feel like if so you want to basically an Arathi revamp. Yeah, exactly. But Arathi got revamped in Cataclysm. No, it didn't. <laughs> womp, womp. That was that was my joke. But you know, I'd love to see that. There's lots of stuff I'd like to see, but I'm going to stop with those two because I mean, we'd be here all day, and there's other stuff we should talk about. So I I agree with Mitch on the whole Gilneas run. I would love to see Gilneas retaken. But when I was thinking about that, I was like, well, yeah, that'd be a really cool thing for the Alliance to do. But what would the Horde do? Like, what is the Horde counterpart? There isn't really a Horde counterpart. Yeah, yeah that's... Huh. That, I wonder that's what they would do. Hmm, maybe the Blood Elves could do something. Oh, wait, I know what would be fun. How about we do something about cleaning up, first off, cleaning up the areas that are still under attack by Scourge in Kelphalos. And secondly, finish cleaning up the azure mist isles and make those zones flyable why don't we make that a thing like turn those two areas into quest hubs and like give them a full revamp and bring them up to date oh you know what you just made me realize what the isle of queldenas has a bunch of demons still on it Mm, yeah that's true and we just dealt with demons although do a are, they still there? are they still there okay when you go to they're the not Kel- still there when you, when you do the uh the, the sword. yeah they're not there if we call Delar. okay but they're still there when you ride up to it because it phases when you get to a certain point right so, so you still see them until you get to the phase part i'm just saying bring bring a version of it in that doesn't have them at all like straight up everything's cleaned up the sunwell is retaken it doesn't have any shattered sun it's straight up you know, I would like to have, see those two zones get a revamp, like a serious revamp. And if they wanted to do that as like, you know, some in-between filler content because it doesn't actually like fit in the scope of either expansion, that's okay with me. I'd just like to see it done. It would be yeah. cool if those areas weren't phased anymore or even if they wanted to keep them phased and they'd perfectly, I mean, they they can keep them phased for all that matters, but make them flyable. Make them flyable zones so you can fly over Silvermoon City without seeing paper cutouts. I think the, that'd be the great. other, the one other thing that popped to mind that I know is never going to happen was the Veil of Eternal Blossoms. But oh. there's, there's like, I don't think we would ever have a reason to go back there, like seriously. Yeah, but um, I'd love to see it returned, restored. Yeah, no, I, I would too. That would, that would or be just something see some I'd want. Progress but... made. You know that that'd be something that I'd like to see in a in a patch where 
it's just progress is being made back home where it's just, it's the like veil the, uh, is in the process of regrowing and like these yeah. other the cataclysm is in the process of healing maybe you know Kel, the the force of Kelthalas and then the Exodar and the Isles of the Exodar landed on they're starting to show signs of coming back again and everything like we're starting to yeah. actually heal the world a little bit you don't have to wait for a funeral of a major character to fix a park sometimes no. parks just get fixed <laughs> yeah there's a whole TV show about it yeah it's a good show too um, yeah. so yeah I guess that's kind of we're all on the same page not necessarily on the same page but we've all got ideas so hopefully that answered your question a little bit, Alessander. Next email is from Easy Target, who is a troll hunter and pincushion on Oldman, who says, seriously, <laughs> why have the Windrunners not killed my troll hunter? <laughs> I love this. Why have the Windrunners not killed my troll hunter? I've been a troll player since I started Late Wrath. As soon as we could be druids, I ponied up and was happy as a clam. But my main has been my hunter, and it just does not sit well getting the marksman weapon and Verisa just being cool with the family heirloom being carried off by a troll. Why did she not give me a Steve Martin arrow in the head? When I met up with Sylvanas on the boat, why did she not take the bow and say, thank you very much, thwap? Send this off one off to the Abomination Makers. Is that Orc Warrior still available? And Alaria, well, this is technically her bow in the hands of a troll, a troll member of the Horde, the Horde that killed half her family. Taz Dingo, easy target. <laughs> Yeah, that's such I a big nothing. question. <laughs> I got nothing. They should all have killed you. Right. Yeah, I mean, Shadow Priest gets to talk to Odin at the end of Halls of Valor, and he'll kill them. Like, it, you know, I I could see Sylvanas being like, "Not give it back." Boom, arrow in the head. I'm like, I'm okay with Sylvanas not doing that to Horde characters because a she try, you know, she acts like she doesn't care about that kind of stuff. Like when you brought the necklace, and she's like, "This is nothing to me." So. I could see her going like, oh, yeah, that bow. I don't I totally don't care that you have my family's heirloom. It means nothing to me. <laughs> I'm fine. Everything's fine. I can see that from her because she, she has shown that tendency. But Verisa, not just like, you know, Verisa's just totally like, eh, well, sure. It's a good. Good to see you. Glad you have uh, glad you have my weapon. No, no better. She's the one who helps you get it. Yeah. She's the one who takes you to that planet. And in the end, she's like, you have my sister's bow. And you just stand there for a while and you're waiting for her to go like, you know, give it to me. <laughs> you know, but she doesn't. And you're like, why? I'd like it back now. <laughs> That's my, my, that my mom fact. used that. That was my mother's and her mother's. And I want my bow now. <laughs> okay, here you go. Like, no, it, it, I don't know. I, I, I got nothing for I you. Think, why? I think, um, okay, Sylvanas, you came up with good justification for Sylvanas because Sylvanas just doesn't care. Um or she says she doesn't care. She might care a little bit, but she says she doesn't care. Um, so she wouldn't, you know, beat your troll up or anything. I think that Alaria at this point, Alaria has been with the Army of Light for an almost unfathomable amount of time, and her focus is really on murdering the Burning Legion and has moved away from petty fights with trolls. Um, her vengeance has turned elsewhere. I guess someone, if you want to phrase it that way, that there is a reaction to it, um, which I don't really play a hunter, so I have I have no idea. Uh, she Sylvanas, does actually say something. Sylvanas Alaria. reacts to it, huh? Alaria does too. Alaria says she confronts your hunter and is like, "You can hold on to it for now." See, this is this is. Um, I don't play marksman. Uh, my hunter is a beast mastery hunter, so I've got Titan Strike. So I haven't seen these interactions. I love that about Legion that like every weapon gives you a different set of interactions and and each weapon has 
each weapon in each class and each spec within each class has like a different series of these little interactions, these little vignettes with various NPCs. Um, it's kind of cool though that Sylvanas does react to it. I don't know what she says, but um, it's one of those things. Well, Sylvanas, where... Sylvanas says something like, "Yeah, that's the, my that's my sister's bow. Take care with it." <laughs> but uh, Alaria straight up, you know, says, "Well, you have my bow." I hear, you know, uh, my, you know, Varisa has told me that you have it, and there's like a real awkward moment of, mm, she's not gonna ask for it back, is she? And then she's like, for now, you may hold on to it. And well, I mean, like, it's yours now. You spend all that time and put all that time into making it a better thing. Yeah, I don't this have the artifact. I, I, I put a lot of artifact power into this. Um... I don't think you understand how many bits I collected to like put chunks of. Phil Bits slots and stuff. And this... I see that you've bedazzled my family. <laughs> I see yeah. that you've bedazzled my family heirloom. <laughs> I made it better. It's better I now. I made it stronger. Bedazzling makes things stronger. Like the jean jacket. If you bedazzle your jean jacket, it becomes more powerful. Everybody knows that. It had all these sockets in it that you hadn't done anything with. So we just found some pretty things and popped them on in there. And now it performs even better. Well, I've that part's a yes. this. But, but yeah, it's... I, I you know it, it to a certain degree it, it part of it's just they don't kill you because the game won't let them part of it is the fact that yeah the burning legion's literally right there like especially with with Alaria you're on Argus when you have the little meet up with her it's, I got to feel like continuous waves of demons got to take up some of her time that's that's the priority over oh there's a troll using my family bow that's the priority is who cares about the troll with the bow? There's a bunch of demons here, and we need to kill them. So, it's, it's you know, also, the focus has shifted. You're not an Amani troll. No. The Amani trolls are the ones they had problems with before the, you know, it was the Amani who, who united well, with the Horde. it was the Horde. It was the Horde that killed Alaria's uh, family. It killed, they, the Horde came through in the Second War and like set fire to the forest and killed I think it was like 18 members of Valeria's family including her younger brother yeah and some uncles and her, I think her mom her, yeah. her mom and I, in fact I know her mom was there I know yeah. her mom died. so there's there's bad blood there and everything but I think that Valeria has kind of put that aside in the face of greater evils to fight um Verisa I don't I don't know. I think for Risa again, I think the focus is more on the Burning Legion. And even if you happen to be a troll player or a horde player, if you go in and you talk to Verisa, she's kind of put that it's like she took all of those lessons from from Miss of Pandaria to heart kind of and realized that, you know, maybe we should be putting aside these silly faction to, you know, fighting and all of this in the face of a greater thing and we should be uniting and fighting this greater thing so she's okay with taking you on this journey um she's doing you a huge favor basically she's helping you hunt down one of the best weapons the best bows out there and it happens to be her sisters um and she lets you carry it and that's kind of an honor that she's giving you so yeah you have to be good to the bow. Be good to the bow, and the bow will be good to you. Bedazzle it with pride. <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah. I like to think that my my troll killing weapon that makes trolls run away in fear is especially well bedazzled. It's got like you know, it's just glittering. Like it's it's the glittering that scares them. They're like, <gasps> you wearing a jean jacket too, man. You gave it's it one bedazzled. sick highlight. <laughs> it's just it's beautiful. It's, got, it's, it's just got glowing. rainbow sparkles on it. <laughs> 
I gave it a unicorn makeover. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, easy target. Hope that answers your question. Next email is from Don Bright, who is a Draenei paladin on Scarlet Crusade, who says, Honor to the Watchers. That's cool. We haven't gotten that kind of a header before. I like that. I have recently felt that certain races and therefore certain in-game cultures are getting more focused than others in the current content of World of Warcraft. We are, of course, familiar with the prevalence of orcs in certain expansions, and further back the trolls often became the go-to punching bag, though disappointingly little focus has been given to the Darkspear. I would not argue that we are seeing the Draenei oversaturated between Legion and Warlords. Do you feel that certain races are getting too much or too little attention? And how might this change with upcoming content past the 7.3? Many thanks from a ha- happy Patreon supporter, Don Bright. I don't um, agree with that argument about Draenei in the slightest. Yeah, I was going to say, Draenei... Were Draenei featured in Warlords? Yes. Were they featured as much as the Orcs were? No. Um, I think that they could have gotten more attention. Have they been featured heavily in Legion so far? Not so much. They've been kind of background. Uh, 7.3? Yeah, 7.3, all of a sudden they're getting a major focus. If anything, I'd say that Legion, like from the onset, Legion was kind of focusing more on Calderay and, you know, like yeah, Nidal culture. It was, it was elf extremely elfy. It which, was very, very, very elfy. And this, this is, this is kind of like par for the course with World of Warcraft. The thing is, is like you could try to equally, you could try to equally focus on every race at once, and you would end up with a very weak thing story-wise because each, you'd only be able to give a little bit to everybody, right? But Isn't if you focus on one or two, it, huh? Isn't that so? I mean, Cataclysm kind of, they tried to revamp a lot of the stories, like the faction stories. Yeah. Like, and a lot of those threads were left hanging for a while. They were kind of, yeah, they were kind of, it was like, eh, they were done, but they didn't really give quite the punch. Whereas if you can focus on one or two different races or factions or whatever, um, not factions, because we've got two factions, but I mean, if you, if you, if you, put the focus on one cultural hub you can really develop that cultural hub into something extraordinary we saw that with the whole night elf thing in legion and how that led into the nightborn um and how the nightborn evolved and the nightborn themselves were like this giant it was like this giant chunk of calderay civilization that we hadn't actually experienced before um even with like warlords warlords yes was it orc saturated oh you bet it was but we got to look into all of these different sections of orcs these different clans as it were that we hadn't actually seen before um we hadn't gotten a deeper look into that and i would argue that maybe they kind of glazed over that without diving too deeply into it but we still got a closer look at them um and in 7.3 here we're getting we're getting Draenei like to the face there's so much going on <laughs> with lore in 7.3 you guys don't even know you won't know until we get to week three um no week two we'll, week two will unlock some of it so yeah that was one of the things I almost like I almost tweeted about today I was like you know if people you know were upset about not getting Draenei in uh, Warlords they're going to be happy with this because Velen is like front and center right now and yeah, so and are a lot more Draenei not just the only Cameron. time the only time we got Draenei before this point really in this expansion was the pretty awesome scenario where you go to the Exodar and otherwise I mean having demons doesn't mean it's Draenei just because they're Eridar doesn't make them Draenei 
but finally we're getting that story. We're we're getting to see it. I think this is the story, to a degree, this is the story people wanted in Warlords. This is what they wanted to see, and they're getting to see it, and they're getting to see it on Argus. So yeah, I, I don't think it's overexposed though, because keep in mind that the trend have been around since BC, and up until Warlords, they got nothing for like every expansion like wrath there's one quest in wrath that basically explains why you don't see that many draenei there's literally nothing in cataclysm that explains there's a there's a short story that's not even in the expansion that explains what velen was doing during cataclysm uh mists nothing so i don't think you can argue they're that there they, but they don't have any kind of like a major presence yeah. or anything there's no major focus on them so i in terms of though there's 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 races in wow that that really do deserve more uh, some focus given to them um i'd love to see some gnome focus i'd love to see like an actual storyline for gnomes something that digs into their lore like you know maybe if you're not going to give them gnomergon back let them build a new city or something just let something happen for the gnomes that would be nice uh i'd like to see the tauren get some some actual history because we found out a lot about tauren over the years like their their origins who they originally come from like the original tauren are actually the ones the ongal those, that's the first Tauren. That's what they. That, that's the original Tauren tribes. They look like that. That's where they're from. They migrated away from there. All the other Tauren peoples, throughout all the other you know relatives, the uh, the actual Tauren, the Shuhalo, and the the ones up in Northrend, um, they're all descended from those guys. But you haven't really nothing's really been done with that. So it would be nice to like you know bring Magatha back, give her some story, do something with that. I'd like to see that. But that's not the same thing as saying that, you know, the Draenei are oversaturated, because that's nuts. I um, want to see Desco come back. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see what Desco is up to. Because the thing is, is, like, Desco and the others, they were sent to Pandaria because of a dream that they'd had, like a vision that they'd had. And then we got that great short story that ripped my heart out, because that's just what those stories do. But then beyond that, I mean... I think he joined the Silver Hand and he's in the Sanctum of Light, but be, but there's nothing really... He doesn't have anything to do. He hasn't been given anything to do. And I really liked that character. I, I kind of want to see where that character... Or, or even, you know, his kid. Let's see what his kid's been up to. Yeah, the one that the, uh, the went up to the White Tiger. Didn't he go to the White Tiger? No, he went to the Golden Lotus. Golden Lotus, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but either way, like, what's, what's going on with his training? I'd, you know... I feel like this has been said a few times since they didn't do all that much with Vol'jin. Give me a story about what happened to the dark spears without him. Now that Vol'jin's gone, who's in charge? Who's leading the dark spear? What are they doing? A lot, you know, and arguably it's not just the dark spear. I mean, the dark spear, yes, they need a leader to step up. Who is that leader? But beyond that, who's leading the orcs right now? Like Thrall stepped down. We took Garage out of powder power entirely. Did Sourfang step up? I don't know. He's not listed as the orc leader or anything. That's true. So who who jumped in to fill that gap? Like who or or are we all just kind of blindly following Sylvanas now? Is there no such thing as I'm like okay the faction that. leader? Uh, or a racial leader because the way the horde worked was like you had the war chief and the war chief kind of presided over all of these disparate races that had come together to join the horde but each of the races of the horde had their own racial leader and the orcs don't have one right now or if they do it was never officially declared and the trolls don't have one right now because Vulcan is gone um not to mention i'd like to see what happened to Vulcan. Like, he said that the spirits, he talked to the spirits, and the spirits told him Sylvanas. Who was he talking to? 
that said, hey, yeah, let's go get the Forsaken leader in there. Like, why did they say her? Was where was that? God whisper. Yeah. Where, where is that? Where, where is that oh. section of story? We haven't seen that yet. You know, going back to um, that question that we got earlier in the podcast about stuff that we'd like to see kind of wrapped up at the end of the expansion. That's one of those things yeah. I'd like to see wrapped up. <laughs> Yeah, one one more thing I was going to say is Rossi mentioned like rebuilding, not rebuilding Omergon, but building something new. Yeah. Um, you could do like an expansion long kind of thing where it's not like it's just, you know, built, you know, in one one uh, patch or like the release of an expansion. Have it just be something we do on the side. Like, hey, you know, and I know you've wanted world quests in, you know, the old world. Have world quest be in... Uh, Dunmoreau, and then like you know, every single patch. Put world new... quests in Dunmoreau, and put world quests over in Qualthalos, and over in the ex, like in all of the starting zones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and just like the the world quests you're doing in Dunmoreau can be focused around like getting supplies That's and building. That's what things. they could do with worldwide world quests. Yeah, is they and could then, make like, these. Patch... They could yeah, frame these around the idea of of healing the world, of reconstructing the damage that we've left behind, that kind of thing. I mean, you could put world quests down in Pandaria that deal with rebuilding the Veil of Eternal Blossoms oh. and getting that put back together again. Even if you go down there and it's like, hey, plant 10 trees. Okay, well, at least you've planted 10 trees, right? It's giving you something yeah. to do. And maybe that gives you golden lotus rep that you were missing. You know, that kind of thing. I don't know. Yeah, I There's think a lot of cool potential to, there. It would be cool to see, like, expansion long progression that doesn't necessarily tie into the main story but it's something you can do on the side it's just side to kind stuff. of build up those outside yeah. things and it, again it can be expansion long like every single i remember when the uh, argent tournament so, came i out. was gonna say you're basically saying take the argent tournament and tie in world quest yeah, to it. yeah the argent tournament like you literally saw the grounds expand as it was you know being built yeah like yeah that. i had to keep go- i had to keep blowing up those weird pillars in uh Ulduar. I mean, yeah, in Old War, so <laughs> you get parts for the uh, tournament. It was weird. Last emails from Tabby says, "Hey, I know a while back you guys talked about bringing our artifacts in the next expansion and corrupted artifacts and all that in a podcast. Oh, that was in Lore Watch. We were talking about that in Lore Watch." Um, though I forget which one. It was Lorewatch. <laughs> I've kind of been sorting through your archives because they're interesting. Anyway, in the Balance of Power quest line that gives your artifact an appearance, you collect a ton of old god stuff, including a bunch of stuff directly from the Nightmare and an idol of Queen Ashara's, and you stuff it into your weapon. I could totally see the old gods corrupting our weapons then. We're practically inviting them to. It's not just that we don't know what we're really stuffing into our weapons, and some of it could be corrupted. We've actively gone out and shoved old god God corrupted things in them. Just wanted to share, Tabby. Yes, in our. I, I don't know what y'all's problem is, but my weapon is from an old god, so it's only right that I do that. Yeah, you're like the start of the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay, so I've been leveling. Influence. I've been leveling my priest, and I went ahead and leveled my priest shadow, and I hit 102, and I went back to no, I hit 103. Was it one or two? I think it was 103. Anyway, I went back and one of uh, Alonzo's fouls there. And he's like, hey, so there's this shadow priest that's just been giggling in a corner. Can you go talk to them? Because they're kind of weirding everybody out. And you go to talk to this person. And they're like, <laughs> I forgot about this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Does nobody see that this is a problem? <laughs> it's, it's sort of like the demon hunter starting zone where it's like, all right, teach them all these powers. And the one dude's like, I can't handle it. And then like explodes. It's it's sort of the equivalent of that, except for the void. Yeah. So what we had talked about in Lore Watch, if you guys aren't regular Lore Watch listeners, we had talked about the fact that we are basically going through this expansion and we're making these artifact weapons more and more and more powerful. And I believe 
what was it, Rossi? We said something about wouldn't it be cool if, like, the lead up to the next expansion, in order to get rid of our artifact weapons, like, the reason we get rid of our artifact weapons, wouldn't it be cool if we just logged in one day and all of our weapons started talking to us? Yeah, we were basically... It's funny because <laughs> there's a... I, I forget the name of it at the moment, but there's, like, a lore like stream on YouTube. Yeah. It's like a video stream where they were talking about what we talked about. Oh yeah. And he made the point that, you know, for all we know, we've basically juiced up our weapons to be the next bosses of the next expansion. Like, you know, but we were talking about how like, you know, one day you get up and you're sort you're, you let's use my I'll God, use my Hilaria would be super mad about her bow at that point. <laughs> You'd be dazzled it till it turned evil. What did you guys do to this thing? <laughs> You'd be dazzled it with evil. <laughs> uh, I'd be dazzled it too much. There, apparently you can't when you start sticking the little jewels on the other little jewels, no, that you've gone too far. That way lies madness. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh but yeah, we were like, you know, what if, you know, one day you wake up and suddenly uh the Ashbringer's like, you should just kill them all. And you're like, whoa, uh, Ashbringer, you were talking to me. Just like you did if I got the one from Nax. That's that's so weird. That, that's a little strange. That's not and, usual at all. Maybe we should do like, something you know, with these weapons. Like just throw them out. You're like, oh, okay. You guys haven't been hearing that all along? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what's going on. Well, there's other, there's lots of artifacts that talk. Like, there's Alan F. Talks. Oh, boy. Yeah. Now you guys hear the voices, too. But, <laughs> you know. Basically, like the point was made several times by lots of people that, you know, we're ju- we get making these things more and more ridiculously powerful and we're not going to have them in the next expansion. So how does what is it? What happens? To, like, do they just do we wake up one day and they're all just gone? And then, like, you know, they've actually turned into various old god servants. Like in the next expansion, you're going to be like, oh, hey, OK, this one's Ashbringer, Curse of the Destroyer. And then the next raid boss is going to be. um yeah, it says here it's Thalkiel. Yeah, okay, great. And uh, yeah, the end boss of the entire expansion is the Shadow Priest Dagger. Yep. Zalatath. Zalatath. Yeah, so <laughs> it was like that's the whole expansion. We don't even fight the old gods. We just fight our own weapons. We just fight the weapons that we spent all this time in. Maybe our weapons Voltron it up and become an old god. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah. I was thinking. Well, see, we our thought was every raid boss became you know every weapon became a raid boss because that'd be thirty six raid bosses. You could easily do like multiple tiers of the expansion just fighting your own weapons. It but, uh, uh, yeah. Oh god, I'm just imagining no, a raid god. encounter with the scythe of a loon. Be terrible. <laughs> just unleashes worgen in the middle of the fight. Anyway, um, no, Mitch. One of the things that we'd actually like talked about actively talked I, about I was listen, the fact I that I listen to this. Zalatath itself is the rumors are that it is a chunk of an old god and we know that these chunks of old gods seem to have lives of their own I mean Yasharaj was halfway pulled out of the planet pulled to bits but the Shah are still residual and its heart was still there and talking to people (laughs) I mean it it it's entirely possible that what we're doing right now has serious repercussions for Azeroth. And I'm not talking about the burning lesion. I'm talking about the shadow. We've gotten clues about it, like throughout the entire expansion. I mean, when we cleanse the Emerald nightmare, there's still that little void tendril and Ysera very deliberately walks, like the spirit of Ysera walks very deliberately into that little hollow tree and points at the thing. And it's like, Oh no, something. The shadow priest dagger actually talks to you if you go near it. It's a little bit disturbing how much, how chatty that, that weapon is. Because, you know, I'm like out there doing quests and things. And then all of a sudden this voice pipes up and says, oh, and this is why you'll never win. <laughs> I'm like, thanks, I think. <laughs> why am I carrying you around again? 
it chose us. Meanwhile, Moira's just like overjoyed. Yay, you've got yeah, the knife it, it's, back. It's sort of like the, um, hey, we just freed Gul'dan. Is that okay? Moment from the beginning of Warlords where maybe this isn't okay. Maybe it'll it'll come is, back. Maybe this is probably going to bite us in the butt like big time. Yeah. There's no chance this is going to be a decision I'm going to feel bad about. Why would it be? <laughs> he seems like a fun chap. Look at him there, floating there in the air. Those spikes growing out of his back. What a dapper sort this Gul'dan is. So it's an interesting theory, and it's one that we've discussed before. If you haven't checked out Lore Watch, you should go check out the Lore Watch archives, because we talk all kinds of lore stuff on there, um, including weapons, among other yeah, things. Yeah, this, this was the Old Gods Lore Watch, right, yes. I think? Yeah, it was... we've had several. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago or a couple lore watches ago, but it was, it's a good one, and it's about old gods. Yes. Anyway, that wraps us up for emails, and that wraps us up for the show. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at Patreon.com/BlizzardWatch, and your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. Thank you very much, Anne. Uh, if you have an email for the show, please send it to podcast at blizzardwatch.com with the words uh, podcast or blizzardwatch in the subject line so we know it's for this show. Thanks, you guys, very much for listening to the show. This has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Rossi. With me this week have been Anne and Mitch, and we'll be here next week. <laughs>